Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Steve Yaskin, the CEO at Health Gorilla. Steve, how are you today? I'm great. Excellent. Thanks, Jared, for having me. I think I'm going to say what everyone is thinking right now, Steve. What an amazing logo. And look at that, that shirt right now. That is such a cool like mascot logo company. Uh, so, and, and the colors as well. I know that's like the weirdest thing to start off a, a show about, but I'm a fan. I, I say whatever pops into my mind uh, immediately. Um, super excited. A mountain gorilla. So it's kind of a big, very smart animal, very powerful, but also very, very friendly animal in the jungle. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's let's kick things off, Steve. You tell the audience a little bit about yourself, and then give us an overview of Health Gorilla for those that haven't heard of the company. Yeah, no, it sounds good. Uh, I I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, we're looking at about um, eight years of being in existence, so not exactly a startup anymore. Um, but uh, the company was created with a single goal of resetting permitted data access to clinical data for the whole country. You know, I, I, I am on a few boards. I advise a lot of young entrepreneurs, especially in healthcare world. And my first advice always has been, don't try and boil the ocean. Just do one thing, do it really well. And uh, we did exact opposite here at Healthcare. <laughs> we set out to, to boil the ocean exactly. And we always had a, uh, a vision to do something really on the national scale here from day one. We knew it's going to take quite some time, a lot of efforts, um, but uh, we are right there now. It's, it's, uh, you, you've obviously, like you said, you're on the board of a couple companies, you advise companies, um, you're, you're no stranger to the entrepreneurial nature and building companies. I, I have to ask what advice you would give to also uh, young upcoming healthcare entrepreneurs, because this is a different landscape, right, than even a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, the advice that maybe you would have given them a couple of years ago would be a little bit different now. What would you advise them today, like for those who want to start companies in this climate today? Sure. Uh, just a couple of words about my background. So uh, I am not from healthcare originally, right? My uh, background, I'm a physicist by training, so I have an advanced degree in physics, theoretical physics, it's all numerical physics, which brought me into the data world. Uh, so my previous three, four companies actually dealt with a large big data, uh, massive analysis, processing, NLP, uh, ontology, taxonomy, everything that has to do with the data processing. But uh, inadvertently, you know, you, you look across the landscape where, where data is most prevalent and you will quickly realize healthcare is probably 20 years behind all other industries, right? Where we know how to deal with the data, we know how to process data, we know how to effectively use data in the industries like fintech, gaming, social, and others. And uh, one of the reasons healthcare is so much behind is because it's so heavily regulated, right? There's tons and tons of red tape. There's actual uh, HIPAA law. There's many, many laws. Um, and um, there's a lot of incumbents, there's a lot of weird dynamics, and there's a lot of mistrust. Payers, doctors don't trust provider, uh, sorry, payers, uh, uh, you know, consumers don't trust virtually anybody on the market. There's a huge event in digital health uh, that we experienced over the last couple of years, lots of VC money 
were poured into digital health. And uh, unfortunately, we've seen this market uh, erode dramatically over 22 and, and 23 and uh, probably will continue that trend into the 24. So uh, there, there are huge opportunities, nevertheless, right? People that are coming in from fintech, from other industries into healthcare quickly think that uh, how far can it be, right? Uh, it's a database, I'll slap UI on top of that. I, I go to market and then they realize that beyond red tape and regulatory things, uh, there's so much uh, legacy uh, mentality and incumbency on the market and they start spinning wheels and uh, all of that. But uh, again, the same advice. There are a lot of advances like artificial intelligence, responsible AI. There are many, many things that are finding their way into healthcare right now. President Biden released executive order a few days ago, outlining the notion of responsible AI. And there's a lot of applications, right? But in healthcare, a lot of times things start with regulatory uh, orders, with bills and laws, actually. And this is how Health Gorilla started. We took 21st Century Cures Act and uh, we built a product, Silicon Valley style product out of an act of Congress. And um, that's how we got our start here. So I recommend in a lot of cases, learn very specific field from regulatory and then see if there's an application to build a product on top of that. And within when you were talking about advice, uh, you, you, you mentioned regulatory a couple different times. Uh, can you give us an update on kind of where things stand in, in the regulatory space right now? And, and also kind of how does it look from your point of view? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a long history of how data uh, has been exchanged and uh, what do we call data in healthcare, how we treat it, right? And there's always this uh, philosophical debate that's going on in the country. Who owns the data? Consumers think, well, it's my blood. Right. So I have to own the chemical analysis of my blood. It's my body. So a provider then comes in and says, hey, you can't really interpret that. I went to medical school. I have experience. I am the one legally ordering that blood work for you. So I am the recipient of that data. So I own it and I must guard it and protect it by law. So I'm the owner. And then uh, an insurance, a plan comes in and says, I pay for all of you guys. Right. So. I essentially buy the, I, I own the data by virtue of um, uh, conducting a financial transaction here as an insurance plan. So like uh, we're thinking a little bit different here. Instead of asking who owns the data, we say who has access to that data, permitted purposes of um, establishing who are you and why do you need access to that data? And that's what we're enforcing in the market. So if, if I, I don't want to go back 20 years ago, but uh, I want to go back to the act that Obama administration passed called 21st Century Cures Act. This is when Congress said, um, you know, we're going to switch doctors to electronic medical records away from the paper. Government largely succeeded in doing that, but we also created a monster because we have hundreds and hundreds of vendors that are capturing this data, creating silos, and none of them were designed to interoperate or exchange data between each other. So again, we passed another law. Uh, another regulation called TEFCA, Trusted Exchange Framework Common Agreement. And that's the current thing in which uh, my company is involved and a few other large companies like Epic and a few other uh, interoperability or EHR companies are involved. And that 
is the new law that is designed to reset the floor, how we interoperate, how we exchange data. And basically we'll look at permitted purposes, or we call them actors, who can see clinical data and how it's mandated to be exchanged in, in the whole country. Uh, and the permitted purposes, there's a total of six of them. Uh, one that works today already is treatment, meaning your doctor could exchange your clinical data with another provider that actually actively treating you. That's called treatment. And I'm simplifying things, uh, but the second permitted purpose is called individual access service, kind of a boring name for basic consumer right to see their own data. And then you have payments and operations, which allows your insurance company to actually see minimum required data set, not everything, but as much as they need to conduct operations and payments. And then there's uh, public health, which is, you know, CDC and many other uh, large public health organizations that will be able to see that for uh, population health assessment, um, prevention of pandemic, and many, many other reasons, uh, reducing um, something we call underserved population in this country. So those are the new six permitted purposes, greatly expanded from just treatment. And this is what is going on in the country right now. And um, it, it's designed to kind of reset the floor how we exchange data for permitted purposes. Super interesting. Thank you for giving us uh, kind of an update and also your, your point of view on, on everything. And it's, it's interesting to see how things have changed over the years, right? And always what new regulations get, uh, get implemented and then how do you navigate those? One thing I, I wanted to also chat about, Steve, with you having you on the podcast is you recently announced a partnership with, with HealthTap. Can you talk us through kind of how this came to be and, and really what excites you about it? We strongly believe that telemedicine has a long way to go yet in this country. Uh, there's a lot of debate whether the reimbursement should be increasing or decreasing right after we came out of pandemic. Uh, but uh, telemedicine overall, telecare, virtual services are here to stay. Uh, American population embraced that concept and more and more people utilizing the services. So we are standing behind uh, virtual care, telehealth, and many other aspects. Uh, HealthTap is one of my personal favorite companies because they figured out how to effectively bring it into the consumers, make it really easy to engage with the platform. And uh, just like any other companies that um, is, is successful in implementing, automating certain clinical workflows or virtual administering virtual care, they need access to data. And we are very happy to provide permitted access to HealthTap. And actually, HealthTap is one of the several organizations that committed to join this new TAFCA program that I was talking about um, under Health Gorilla, become participant in Health Gorilla network nationally. So very excited about that. Yeah, I was uh, I was excited to see the the relationship and and look forward to seeing how that continues to grow and and also what you're continuing to build. In terms of Health Gorilla, what's next that you want to share with the audience here today? What's exciting you about, let's say, the, the, the last part of the year heading into 2024 and beyond? Uh, we are fairly focused on the privacy of clinical data. Uh, we have enormous power, but also enormous liabilities. So Health Gorilla is all about governance and privacy, right? We operate as a QHIN, it's called Qualified Health Information Network. 
we've been working as a HIN, H-I-N, and now we got this Q in front of our name, which means we are federally, uh, we're candidate to be federally approved by end of the year to go live as a qualified health information network. And this has been a few years in the making. Uh, policy, technology, and um, you know, the, the first thing that we've been working on, the most important thing is governance. Uh, TEFCA, as a law as it stands, the first letter in that abbreviation is T standing for trust. So to do that, to gain trust of federal government and states to exchange data, uh, we had to do a lot of work. And that's what we've been doing for the past couple of years. Looking into the next year, 24, I think permitted access to high quality, high actionable data that actually makes sense for variety of the organizations within healthcare ecosystem, payers, providers, digital health, uh, operational companies, research companies, and many others that are now will be permitted to gain access to totality of the data. And it's not just clinical. We, we are uh, producing social determinants of health. We're producing financial data. There's all kinds of related data which affects your health. This will create so many opportunities going into the 24 that uh, I cannot be less excited about the potential here to reset the floor on data and a lot of innovation, including responsible AI, including machine learning. What do they all need? Clinical workflows, what do they all need? They need access to data. And I think this partnership between federal government and the private sector, which is what TEFCA is designed to be, will start so much innovation, will enable so much innovation in 24, that we are looking into the new era of uh, healthcare. Well, uh, Steve, I, I've really enjoyed our conversation here today and, and hearing more about Health Gorilla and, and not many people can make the, the regulation side like to, to keep everyone too engaged and interested and you did. So I, I appreciate your point of view and, and giving us that update. Uh, definitely want to have you come back on in the near future. And again, really appreciate you joining us here today. Thank <laughs> you.